0: This is Valley Watch on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Good morning and welcome to Valley Watch. A show hosted by the Phoenix Fire Department, brought to you by our friends at Bonneville Broadcasting. I'm Allie Party. I am a public information specialist with the Phoenix Fire Department in the Public Affairs Division. And as you regular listeners, you might know that um, my co-host, Rob McDade, is not here today. He is actually going through some pretty significant drone training, which is very exciting mm-hmm. for our department. But I am here with a very special guest, my good friend, Captain Ashley Losh with the Glendale Fire Department. Ashley, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So it's very uh, surreal and unique to be back in my old stomping grounds with Captain Losh. You know, a lot has changed since we first met. I was thinking about it driving here. What has it been like almost five, six years? Yeah, maybe, maybe mm, closer
1: to three, but yes, it is. I was actually looking at a photo that we took the very first day that we met on my phone earlier today, (laughs) and I was like look at how
0: far we've come. I had You've short black married. hair, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, got married, changed jobs. Yes. It was so crazy. I remember when we first had been um, kind of connected and, you know, our paths crossing and not only just professionally and personally and my husband's family and how you knew them mm. and all that. So it's really cool to see that not only can we be professionally friends, but now we're just friends. friends. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And
1: such a whirlwind in your life and I've just been so blessed to be a part of oh, watching all of that. the goodness yes. that has come your way. And I think um, it's been fun to watch you grow into all of it. Mm-hmm. You've always been an incredible professional, but now it's like just the blossoming. Well, it's, it's awesome. it,
0: it very much so goes to show like the whole fire department way of relationships. And yeah. I also I think it goes beyond that. And just, you know, seeing other women help lift up other women and how you've helped me in my career, not only just getting started stories in the past, but now both working for fire departments sure. and going and helping each other, whether it be talk shows like this or whether it be speaking at camps and things like <laughs> exactly. that. So, you know, now that we've given our bio and who we are and why we're <laughs> friends, let's talk about you and oh, one of my w- favorite subjects. <laughs> of course, mine too. So let's talk about, you know, you are pretty much the head public information officer, if you will, yeah. with the Glendale Fire Department. Talk about your role and and what like day-to-day operations look like for you sure so you know in a in a smaller department
1: unfortunately we just don't have the staff that maybe you guys have in Phoenix I'm always jealous of how many people you have working for you and how many creative minds you get to put together on projects um, for me my days are are crazy and they're ever-changing uh, certainly nothing looks the same where it, it, that sort of mimics being on a fire truck right we don't necessarily know what's coming at us every day same with a public information. I have some basic things. You know, I do reports and I answer emails and I schedule all of our engine visits and all of the things with the community. Um, I work with social media, mainstream media, you name it, internal Mm. communication, external communications. We plan events. We do ceremonies. I mean, it's endless. And then, of course, there's responding to calls and getting that kind of information out. But um, I would say one of the biggest things for me is Constantly trying to find ways to message safety messaging in a way that people will respond to it, be engaged with it, because safety messaging can sometimes come off boring. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a lot of what we see the lowest reactions when you look at social media and things like that. You get the the least reactions when you're trying to give a safety message. So Mm -hmm. one of my big goals is getting those messages out in a way that people will respond and be engaged and be excited
0: about it, and that's a big challenge. Well, I think that we can say you are obtaining that goal, because the stuff that Thanks. you are pumping out on social media is not only informative and educational, but it is highly entertaining, oh, and it unique, is always you know? trendy, and the way that you can just splice and dice audio and all these different things, it's very impressive, and for being a, a quote, one-woman shot sometimes it's pretty impressive to see what you're doing and so you know we are wrapping up the end of May and May is Mental Health Awareness Month Mm -hmm. and so I know that you've been working on some pretty cool pieces with that so talk to me about you know when you go and you try to film these types of things Mm -hmm. you know It's it's not just you. Sometimes you have other people trying to help. But what is that like? Yes. (laughs) Uh, First, it's
1: begging, pleading and crying for Mm -hmm. people to participate. I have a handful of people that will do it willingly. But, you know, that's not that's not a firefighter's main excitement. They're not Mm. really into it. Typically, yeah. See, I can't even find my words right now Mm. when I'm trying to talk about it. But no, um, often I will have an idea. Sometimes I will pitch it to somebody and see if they want to participate. If they don't, I just do it on my own. Mm -hmm. So I and I'm good with that most of the time. It's me and a tripod Mm -hmm. and some music and some editing. Uh, But it's all about how do I get that message out and I want to make sure that we're, we're promoting prevention, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just about reaction. We want to prevent emergencies. We want to prevent bad things from happening to people and, and the only way to do that is through the safety messaging. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, it's a lot of, like I said, tripod by myself doing some something silly and sometimes it's easier to do silly things by absolutely. yourself. Yeah. No, you
0: don't need a whole audience watching. Mm. You do some type of TikTok dance or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and
1: sometimes just staring back at yourself is enough of an audience to go, <laughs> Seriously? I don't think I should post this. Yes,
0: absolutely. So for those listening, it, I mean, it goes without saying, we talk about it all the time on the show. You you need to follow Phoenix Fire's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but same with Glendale. It's not only just the trendy TikToks or videos or, you you know educational graphics but there when there's major incidents you guys are on the dot posting you know watch out for these crossroads mm-hmm. or this or that and you know uh, when there was that you know traumatic incident over at Westgate the other day right. with that shooting you guys were on the ball as soon as that happened you were tweeting stay away from this area mm-hmm. this is where media will be you know we're, we'll be offering mm-hmm. staging interviews all that type of stuff so it's very you know l- like we said obviously my background is in news it's not just people turning Turning on the news stations or mm-hmm. the radio a lot of people get their news from social media and so when there's big incidents the Phoenix Fire Department or Glendale or wherever you guys will be tweeting and posting those things to educate. Absolutely. I read a statistic um,
1: probably a year old and it was something around 77% of people get their news from social media. So that's absolutely true and that's the whole basis of social media for us why we do it. If there's something terrible happening or there's something that's going to impact you we want you to to count on us Mm -hmm. and know that we're going to have that information for you in a timely manner and it's going to be as accurate as it can be with ever-changing news, yeah. um, but that we want you to be able to go to us when there's something happening. We want you to know that. And so my whole theory is if, if they're not already following us during an incident, they're not likely to, to seek us out. So mm-hmm. one, if we're already on your feed and you're used to looking for us every day, we yeah. should pop up and we're going to be able to give you that
0: information. Absolutely. So let's rewind a little bit. So I wanted to talk about this at the beginning, but sure. of course I got too excited and we started talking about other things, <laughs> but let's talk about you and how you started In the fire service, I know that you know. Back in the day when we first met, one of my first interviews with you was about females in the fire service Mm -hmm. and how that is sometimes slim to none. And so, let's talk about you know. You are now a captain, Mm -hmm. which is just so cool. So, walk me through. When did you get hired? How did it all happen? Um,
1: I got hired in December of two thousand. And I had uh, just I had graduated from ASU in 1999 and I grew up in California. So I gave myself a year to get hired here or I was going to move back to California. And I was I had been testing for about a year at that point, And um, I got hired in Glendale a year and four days after I made that proclamation to myself. So cool. I didn't have to move back to California. Um, and that journey. In the beginning was a lot of acclimating, and I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. But I fell in love with the job the minute I stepped on a fire truck, and I've never looked back. Um, there's going to be struggles in any career, and there's a lot of days where you go home sad, but there are more days where you go home feeling really good and happy. So, um, moved through that, I quickly became. It, acting certified, which means I could move up into other positions outside of firefighter. I could mm-hmm. drive the truck. I could act captain. Um, and that was important to me and our organization to be able to move up because at those times we didn't always go to the hospital to pick up our paramedics. So we would go back in service with three people oh, wow. and yeah. the medic would maybe sometimes have to take a taxi back. I mean, it was oh it was an interesting time. I'm glad we don't do that anymore, more yeah. about accountability and staying together mm-hmm. as a crew, but we needed people to move up so yeah. that if the captain went in, you know, mm-hmm. you could move up. So I did that really early. It took me a really long time to get promoted to captain, 19 years. Wow. Um, I roved for nine years, and that means I went from station to station. I didn't really have one specific place to report to. Mm-hmm. Then I worked at 158 for seven years and went from there to 151, and then 154 for about a year, and then I've been the PIO for four years now. So Very cool. Yeah, that's a quick snapshot of what I've done.
0: So looking at, you know, it took you— so now you're maybe 20 years on? 21. 21 years. So what what made you want to even test and to try to become a firefighter? So um, when I was four years old, I was in a really bad
1: car accident with my mom. And um, firefighters came, took us both to the hospital separately because we were both in such bad shape. We went in different ambos. And the firefighters stayed with me until the, Mm -hmm. my grandfather and my father showed up at the hospital and that just had such a profound impact on me. I looked at my dad and said, I'm going to be a firefighter when I grow up and that's stuck. And there's been a lot of things here and there. He, he basically told me, you know, little girls aren't firefighters, honey, you need to do something else. Yeah. Um, and in the eighties, there really weren't a lot of fire, Mm -hmm. female firefighters. That was really the beginning of when women became part of the, part of the picture, if you will. So, um, he was right at that point but I got it to college and met, <laughs> met a female firefighter and I was like, well, I'm doing this. This That's is awesome. this was my calling as a little kid and I'm I'm going to follow through.
0: So Very cool. And it's very like, you know, like we said, you helped mentor me and lift me up mm, and like help guide me through this crazy weird, you know, path <laughs> if you will, <laughs> but it's it's it, it's it's very much so stuck with you. You've not only are you a public servant, but you know you go beyond to try and help mentor young girls. I remember mm-hmm. there was the girls' camp at um, the, at the stick, gr- yeah. yeah. I, I always wanted. I, I I know that it's called gripstick, but then I'm like <laughs> I question it in my head and I'm like, yeah. am I using the right acronym? But um no that that was incredible. to Aspire see.
1: Academy, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Mesa started it and we've picked it up too, and it's just a phenomenal way to get young ladies involved. in in police and fire
0: absolutely and just to show them you know if this is something that they want it's it's totally out there but I think there's been so many different times in their life where you know maybe they don't always see females on fire trucks but Mm -hmm. I'll never forget during our interview that you had talked about you know sometimes when a woman steps off of a fire truck it really some they they look and they they feel this immediate comfort this compassion you know and that and obviously Male or female firefighters are that way. But sure. sometimes, you know, it just it, it's just a little different. It and is. So. A woman in labor sometimes wants to see a woman step <laughs> off the fire truck. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been a pleasure being able to catch thank up with you. you and talk about all things professional, personal, all that. But, um, you know, hopefully we'll see you around here again and get you back on the show sometime I soon. I love it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us this week on Valley Watch. As always, stay tuned for all things public safety here in the Valley, whether it be Phoenix, Glendale, Mesa, Chandler-Gilbert, whatever it is. Again, we will talk to you soon and have a great day, Phoenix. Stay safe.